bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. Everybody wants a fresh start. Welcome opportunities to be able to start things afresh. After we've been doing something for so long, uh, sometimes we want to do something differently or want to be able to experience something new. And sometimes after you've had setbacks in life, you've had difficulties in life, you want a fresh opportunity. But more so, when you have missed opportunities, when you have failed in the past, when you've made mistakes in the past, you want a chance to start afresh. And every new year is, is God's reminder to us that he is the God of new beginnings. When we start a new year, God is telling you, I'm a God of new beginnings. I, I can start afresh with you. I can do something new with you. I can do something new with your life. And today, as I share this word, I pray that you will experience a new beginning in your life. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. It's right after Jeremiah. And Isaiah is before Jeremiah. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel. If you see any of those friends around, Lamentations is hiding somewhere in the middle. Lamentations uh, is the Lamentations of the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not they are new every morning great is your faithfulness the lord is my portion says my soul therefore i hope in him his mercies are new every morning God's mercies, God's compassions never fail. And every new morning, it's an indication that God is ready to do something new with our lives. And every new year is an opportunity to experience something new, something wonderful, something special from God. You may have had disappointments in a previous year, but you don't have to carry your disappointment into the new year. A new year is the opening of a new chapter. Some people carry the same attitudes, the same anxieties, the same fears, the same defeat from one year to the other year. And what they say is, well, it doesn't matter. A day is a day. Uh, a new year is like old uh, today is like yesterday, yesterday is like today. It's not true. There are changes that happen every day. You know, there are things that happen to ordinary people and makes them great. I always use the example of the swearing in of a president. When a president 
And I'm sure when our president celebrates his one year, he'll remember that last year by this time, he was just an ordinary guy, just like me, just like you. His words didn't carry much weight. He couldn't do much. He couldn't give anybody anything. He couldn't change policy for Ghana. He couldn't negotiate anything for the country. Definitely, sirens were not driving in front of him. But on the 7th of January, the same man, same haircut, same person, nothing had changed about him. I'm sure his wife saw him as the same man. But this man stood somewhere, lifted up his hands, said a few words, and all of a sudden, things have changed. What has changed is not the man. What has changed is that a new dispensation was opened for him. And in that dispensation, although he feels like the same old person, he has to learn to behave differently. And that is what a new year does. You may feel like the same old person, but in the new year, God does something new for you. Especially when a prophetic word comes. Somebody will say, well, but it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Because in this dispensation, there are things you can do that you couldn't have done last year. And so step into the dispensation. Step there in faith. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new moment. And act like something new has happened in your life. Tell somebody, I'm going to have my breakthrough this year. And tell them this year is not like last year and it will not be like last year this year will be like this year and it will be my year of the breakthrough it's a fresh start my friends God has given us a fresh start it's a new opportunity for us to experience him at a new level there are four miracles that God works for each one of us to give us a fresh start. Four things that God does for us so that we can experience a fresh start. The first important thing we require in order to have a fresh start in life is remission of sins. Remission of sins. Psalm 32 verse 1 and 2 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. There is nothing that gives us a fresh start than that which takes away our sins. Under the Old Testament, the new year was preceded by the washing away of the sins of the people through the process of atonement. So for a new year or something new to happen, the old had to be washed away. Remission of sin, therefore, is critical for us to experience freshness in life. Why is that so? Because unforgiving sins create guilt. And the guilt of our sins break our spirit. If you go through life carrying guilt and guilt and guilt upon you, your, your whole life becomes defeated. Your spirit is broken. Your confidence is broken. You are weighed down by the burdens of your mistakes, of your shortcomings, of your failures. But when God comes in, 
He deals with that so that the burden of our sins are lifted off. You cannot go through life successfully with sin weighing heavily upon you. That's why there is forgiveness. That's why there is atonement. You remember when, when uh, in South Africa, when they went through apartheid and, uh, and, and went into the new dispensation, they set up an, a reconciliation process. We did so too in Ghana. Uh, and, and, and Sierra Leone has done that. Why is it necessary for a nation that is trying to move on to do reconciliation? And what they did, did they do in reconciliation? All they said is, if you've done something wrong, come and say it. And tell the person he's sorry and let the person, uh, you're sorry and let the person forgive you. Why? Because even nations recognize that when people have guilt upon them and they don't deal with the guilt, they malfunction. They don't function well. In the same way spiritually, when we don't deal with sin in our lives, we don't function at our optimum. The good news is that God is willing to forgive us of all our sins. God is willing and he does it totally. He forgives all our sins totally. And so, yes, there is a burden of sin, but we have a God who willingly and totally forgives us when we sin. And so you have no need to carry your sin any longer you have no need to carry the burden of guilt any longer because god wants to forgive you this morning you can experience god's forgiveness you can have a brand new start for some people this morning they are going to get born again and start afresh with god there are people who are born again also who need a break from sin so they can start living in freedom in christ some of you are children of God, you are born again, but you are weighed down with too much guilt because you've done terrible things, although you are a child of God. And they are weighing down on you. It, 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 it makes you feel guilty when you start praying. It, you lose your confidence when you're talking to God. Even when you are with people, you feel the sense that some, maybe some people even see the sins you sin secretly. God wants to wipe away your sins and give you a fresh start. He's able to forgive us. And when God forgives us, he brings us into blessing. God's forgiveness doesn't just leave us. It blesses us. And so the psalmist says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiving. Blessed is the man whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. When God forgives us, we experience a state of blessedness. So, remission of sin is the first step towards experiencing a fresh start. For your sins to be wiped away and for you to have a fresh slate. To write on, not to write on with more sins, but a fresh slate to write on with righteousness. Remission of sin. Remission of sin leads to the second miracle that 
brings about a fresh start in our lives, and that is regained confidence. Regained confidence. Your sins have been remitted. Your sins have been forgiven. Confidence comes back. Regained confidence. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, we read, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When God forgives our sins, he gives us confidence to come before his presence boldly. In the book of Genesis, chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing we find, the first response we see in them after they sin is that they are hiding from God. The God who created them, the God they love, the God they want to be around, they are running away from him. They have lost their sense of confidence. But when God forgives us, there is a restored confidence. There is nothing like having confidence with God. Knowing that when you stand to pray, God will not strike you down with judgment. Knowing that you are right with God. You have a right standing with him. That God loves you. God accepts you. That you are special before him. Nothing gives us confidence more than that. When you know that, you can approach his throne without any sense of guilt. Regained confidence. Assurance of God's presence banishes fear and timidity. When God is on our side, there is no fear and there is no timidity. You know, sometimes people wonder why believers would gather at the beginning of a new year and be positive. Because people will say, do you know the troubles that will befall you? Do you know the dangers on the way? Do you know this? And do you know, do you know there are people who enter the new year with a lot of fear? Sometimes even in some churches. The whole transition to the new year is a transition to the unknown. There is no confidence. There is no faith. There is all fear. There is all intimidation. But when God is on your side, what can you be afraid of? And so because we are reconciled with God, we can face the new year without any fear. And you can enter the new year where people are running away. You can go and say, breakthrough. And they may be talking about oil prices going up. They may be talking about a Nigerian who has become a terrorist who bought his ticket from Ghana. And so we don't know what's going to happen to us now when we go to the American embassy. But in the midst of all of that, we enter the new year not intimidated, not afraid, because God is on our side. The global situation may be terrifying, but if God be for you, who can be against you? The economic prognosis may not be exciting, may not be compelling, but if God be on your side, who can be against you? He says you, he will furnish us with abundance in the midst of the desert. He's the one who is able to open the rock and bring water out. 
is the one who is able to rain bread from heaven. If he is on your side, there is no fear. And that confidence does not come because we believe ourselves and we trust ourselves. It comes because we are assured of God's presence. When I enter the new year, I enter with the assurance the Lord is with me. When you enter, you enter with the assurance the Lord is with me. Oh yes, you don't know what is going to happen in February. You have no idea what will happen in June. You have no idea what will happen in August and in December. But why do you think if you have no idea what will happen, it means it must be evil? Logically, it means it could also be good. So I have no idea what will happen in February. Maybe my plane will finally arrive. Who knows? So if God is on your side, instead of saying maybe and think of the negative, you say maybe and think of the blessing. Because God is on your side. Our confidence comes because we have a right standing with Jehovah Almighty. It doesn't come from our education. It doesn't come from our tribe. It doesn't come from a promise a man has given to us. It comes because the Lord is with us. With confidence in God, we can fully embrace life. Real life can be embraced. You can go through life excited. You can go through life believing the best to happen to you. Life is sweet. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, life is sweet. Life is good. It's good to be alive, but it's good to enjoy life. And God has given us the opportunity to embrace life in all its goodness. You know, there's nothing like waking up in the morning, maybe at dawn at, at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock, stepping out of your house, breathing in the fresh morning air, lifting up your hands to God and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a great way to start a day. That's a great way. You are embracing everything the day is coming with. Oh, will there be trouble? Yes. But you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. You don't, you are not ignorant of the problems of the world, but you are also not ignorant of the power of God. Whilst you acknowledge the problems of the world, acknowledge also the power of God to save, to deliver, and to redeem. So you can embrace life every morning. Every morning of this year, embrace life. Enter the day with confidence. Even if you slept last night with bad news, get up this morning with faith. Because the same way as one moment you had bad news, in the same way one moment that bad news can be cancelled. You cannot imprison yourself in negativity. You have to liberate your mind to embrace all the goodness that God has for you. Why? Because you stand before the Lord. You are assured of his presence. You have no, he has no problem with you. He is not ready to kill you. He is ready to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. 
Oh, with God, we can embrace life fully. God's help is always available to us. And that's the source of our confidence. He says, for let us come therefore boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. When we come boldly before God, the Bible says we can obtain grace and mercy to help in time of need. Help. My help is in the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. There is nothing like somebody telling you, I will help you. Uh, if the person is a good person, he says, I will help you. It makes you confident, isn't it? Or maybe you, you, are, you are somewhere, uh, you are locked in your room. The key is outside. You are alone. And, and somebody says, I'm going for help. I'm getting a carpenter to come and open the door. Once you hear the word help and you hear the help is coming from a qualified helper. Although you are still not out because help is coming, your heart is at peace. The Bible says we have boldness to come to the presence of God. And when we come, we get help. This year, God will help you. God will help you. When men abandon you, God will help you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. We trust in the name of the Lord. There is help coming. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, there is help coming. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otebe at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.